0: And then it said, right bus one for me.
1: Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Uh, well, hey, everybody. This is uh, Dave with Saturday Omaha. And uh, we are on location today uh, due to the... Um, Well, the virus that will not be named has greatly changed uh, how eating will happen, so we are in the back of a minivan currently with a podcast rig uh, parked outside of El Chicano Mexican Bistro at 102 Olson Drive, Suite 101, Papillion, Nebraska, and since TJ is with me here, can can you tell the people the, the location so we keep some type of normalcy around here? All right. Well, I, I think we code. just did the, the zip location. Code. Yes.
0: The zip code is 68046.
1: Wow. You know, I like how TJ is helping us with a sense of normalcy by uh, keeping the zip code fun. Uh, we actually did some curbside ordering today. So we called in our order in advance, paid for it over the phone, pulled into a parking spot outside of the front door, Um I'd love to tell you what the inside of the place looks like. Uh, Maybe TJ can in a second, but uh, they brought our food directly to our window. Uh, It was a cashless transaction because I paid with credit card. Uh, We signed for it and uh, got our food. Uh, We brought some uh, hand sanitizer wipes uh, with us. Anyway, so after we got our food, uh, we actually set it up on a table in the back of a minivan and uh, we have finished eating and we have our mobile uh, podcast rigs set up, so we'll see how this goes. This is our first go-around on, on this thing. TJ, how you doing over there?
0: Well, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that we did the cashless transaction because, you know, people have been pointing out lately that Canadian money is real easy to wash because it's made of plastic. <laughs> I will point out that ours is made of cotton, and I spent a fair amount of time down in my laundry room laundering my money. <laughs> to get it ready for this occasion. I have fresh, crisp, well- ironed bills that we could have used
1: for this transaction. I'm slightly disappointed with the phone, but we'll <laughs> we'll move past that, darn it. That's fine. I tried that once except my to- my uh, ten dollar bill ended up in the lint trap as uh, a five and five ones. It was really weird. Yeah, anyway, so uh, we could sort of tell you about the inside of the restaurant, only because we have the hatch open at a safe distance from the restaurant. TJ, can you see into the restaurant? What might it be like inside of the restaurant? Yes, uh, gazing longingly as Tiny Tim
0: into a Christmas shop window. Oh. Uh, I can see there's some interesting metalwork. They have a, a what looks like a bar in there. I see various uh, shiny bottles and tin-like things up on the shelves, and then a very large jovial-looking uh, metal sun sculpture. The uh, the tables look uh, like they are made of large, uh, sturdy planks varnished together. They look like they'd be very comfortable, indeed, to sit at. I, I feel they would be solid and hold a fatter sized portion of food. Uh, tile floors, black walls, nice little uh, tile kind of uh, mosaic tiles. How about those up? chandeliers? Everything I turned around. Oh wait, I I can't duck.
1: Oh, quite low enough. I I got you on this one. I turned around briefly, and they have some nice, um, a webbed type uh, cloth chandeliers with light shining through. But uh, I as oh, oh dear, I do see the gentrified restaurant tungsten oh. uh,
0: imitation but Edison balls. They're
1: they're hidden inside a chandelier, they so are. You, they are
0: they are ensconced, if you will, <laughs> which I think may be a more literal term in this case than most. I I think the atmosphere... I mean, I can't speak for the staff. Our, our, I, I, is it a waitress for curbside pickup? You know, I think Our so. car hop. Our
1: car hop. Our yeah. Car hop the car hop is
0: back. was uh, quite pleasant. So I assume that the staff would be uh, friendly and uh, jovial and all those things that one would look for in wait staff insofar as a car hop could be. Yes. I believe that is what we got. So I would think the decor and the space combined with the staff would indeed, if we could go in, yield a uh, a pleasant experience.
1: In so far as it could be, it has been. Yes, and and I would say that um, you know, if we're talking about the eating space in the parking lot, uh, there are plenty of parking spaces. It was easy to park today. Quite, quite many close by the door uh, because of the the
0: separated the island separated area where we're right along one side and the other. Yeah. For the size of the restaurant, there are quite a few spaces. Just. Right up next to that curb for the curbside delivery.
1: That's right. And we actually pulled up for the curbside delivery. And uh, since we did not have a waiter or waitress, but we had our car hop. Um, our car hop, like TJ was alluding to there, was uh, very pleasant. And we actually relocated the Saturday Omaha uh, podcast minivan to a different parking spot so that we could free up the front row parking for other possible curbside pickups. So that is the uh the ambiance both in and outside of the restaurant yes yes i believe the the real and theoretical ambiance <laughs> has been covered there we go and uh i know we told you the exact address but to help cuz that's kind of a uh, confusing address a little bit. It's close to uh, 84th and 370 in Papillion. Also, as we are on location and podcasting from in the back of a minivan um, away from everyone else, um, you may hear some road noise back there, but uh, let that be. You're, you are really, like, here at the restaurant with us because we are here, part. So, there we go. That is, that is definitely the ambiance and the situation. TJ, shall we talk about some food? I mean... I think so. Is that what we're here to do? I think so. I think well, so. Let's
0: let's start covering that thing. Okay. Well, we did order appetizers. I believe I wasn't sure how the uh, the full on ordering
1: schema worked out but i think we had the trio yes was the yes we did dish Uh, of choice that's right so they're running some specials with the current uh situation for curbside they actually had a 5.99 special for their duo appetizer which is guac and um queso however we went with the trio because well i mean tj kind of wanted to try the salsa which is what the trio comes with and i suppose in hindsight that is more fatter day to order the trio instead of the duo, because why not? Well, I mean, more is always fatter day,
0: but sometimes you can't order the entirety of the menu. So, you know, compromises need to be made, but I feel this was a proper choice, and we will get into that as we go through. Do you wish to start off, or shall I?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about this thing. So uh, it came out in a—actually, uh, we got three independent containers, one salsa, one guac— one queso and they were good size a uh, little like if you're going to order potato salad at the deli counter in a uh, in a supermarket it was the the little size container um, maybe I don't know, four, six ounces something like that. No, it's bigger than no, that. No, it has, uh, has to eight? be, I would guess at least a cup would fit in these. Yeah. I would say eight ounces is a reasonable guess. There was a healthy amount of contents in each, and we went with the mixed chips. Both flour and corn were located in this. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start a little bit. Um, I liked both of the chips. The uh, corn chips were good. I'm not always a fried flour fan. That was, wow, good alliteration, fried flour fan. Um, but these were decent and uh, I liked the salsa. It was fresh and tasty, um, very in the uh, same vein, if anyone out there, which many of you have, have had Hakobo salsa. It was, it was kind of of that freshness and garlicness and onionness, um, definitely uh, uh, probably more on the onion than the garlic, but a uh, good flavor. The uh, guac, um, lots of it, super tasty. Um, TJ will tell you about how much guac was left over when we were done. And then the queso. I I don't know that I realized how much I needed queso today. I really liked the queso, and I kept going back for queso. I had chips with queso. I stopped eating chips, and I mixed more rice that I had with my other dish with queso. So the trio was a fun appetizer, and I'm glad we got that because the salsa was tasty. What did you think about it, Tej? I am so
0: starting with the guac. The guac was pretty good. Definitely a... Uh, If not a fresh avocado, since I have recently come across, uh, you know what? I don't think there's any problem in naming names here. Uh, the frozen avocados I've gotten from Costco are fairly close to fresh. So this could have been frozen, could have been fresh, but tasted like fresh to me. Good sized, just a little bit of chunks in your, in the uh, guacamole. If you like chunks of avocado in yours, I do, uh, Not a whole bunch of acid, uh, whatever they chose, be it vinegar or lemon juice or what have you, but enough that it was just bright enough. Yes. With enough spice going on and a little bit of cilantro in there. It was a good, fresh tasting, kind of rich as avocados are wont to be guacamole. I was pleased with this. Was it... Crazy standout. I'm not sure about that, but it was definitely a good solid entry into the guacamole category. The queso was, I would say, a little bit better than middle of the road. It was definitely good. It has enough spice into it to be interesting. It was a little bit warm, definitely as cheesy and pleasant as it should have been. I could not tell you the cheese blend, definitely something yellowish and tasty yeah yeah but it it was exactly what it needed to be a good example of itself that sort of when i do mexican a lot of the time i know you know your your corn tortillas and kind of fresher flavors right now with the the street tacos and stuff where things are what am i looking for more salad than stew where the flavors are are separate in another single dish Uh but i look for that comfort food that Red-sauced enchilada, that cheesy goodness of things. I really like that in my Mexican food, at least as an option. I do like the other flavors as well, but the the tasty cheese dip and thing combo has been less prevalent in uh, eateries of late. So I was glad to have queso with the order here. This was a reasonable example of itself. Now, the salsa. Yeah. As uh, Dave has pointed out, yes, it is a good, uh, fresh-made Salsa-type salsa similar to a cobos, or, say, a Mama Hoots, one of those kind of things. I would say I don't know what caused it, but it was a little bit richer, uh, oh, Uh deeper than I'm used to nice. tasting. There was definitely a lot of very ripe tomato flavor. I don't know if that was, I would assume, simply the choice of tomatoes involved or how long they let it sit and meld. It wasn't. Sometimes there's it's, there's almost a raw kind of taste to some of those fresh prepared sauces. If they aren't allowed to sit for long enough, uh-huh. or if the tomatoes are under ripe, things like that, or if there's a little bit too much of one ingredient or the other. This was very balanced, and it was very, very deep, very, I don't know, tomatoey, red, ripe tasting. There was kind yeah. of a, a sweetness to it that I don't think came from a sweetener but simply from the the ripeness of the tomatoes. I really, I was glad that we got this. Nice. This was an excellent example of this fresh type salsa, and I definitely would order again. Uh, briefly alluding to the chips, the corn chips were corn chips. The flour chips were indeed a good example. I think they were a good balance, probably a little bit more dark and, uh, yeah. and crisp on the outside, which I yeah. think kind of hit some of the notes that you would like in a corn chip I'm guessing which is yeah. why Dave who normally kind of shies from the flour chips you you seemed okay with these so I think yes that might be how we ended up there
1: yeah many times I'll actually uh if we get a mixed chip I will almost consistently get uh corn I was kind of good with the balance here of of either one so yeah they they were good and the uh, they were hardy enough that if you wanted to go scoop the cheese dip they would not break or the quack quite so that was good. quite
0: yeah so we've got those gone. I believe we both had enchiladas. We did. I got a uh, a mix and you got the red, so if you don't mind, I'm going to have you start off with the red, and I'll just kind of dovetail into my red and go to the green from there.
1: I like it. I actually got a mix, but sort of in a different way. So you have your choice of the roja, which they have as a hot sauce, and the verde, the green, which they say is more mild. Uh, I went with the red, the roja sauce. I actually got one chicken and one beef enchilada on my plate, so I got a mix of proteins but the same sauce. Oh, Um, that's right. You did get a mix of meats. I'm excited to Hear about your chicken because I only got beef myself. Indeed, a, a lot of times as strange as is, is, I usually prefer a chicken enchilada. Um, this chicken was uh, pulled, um, not uh, shredded into little itty bitty bits, and not chopped. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go for pulled chicken. And um, so, uh, if I may, just for the
0: sake of yeah. the. Uh the consonants it's not really alliteration sure but uh if it was shredded beef like that i believe the preparation would be machaca so is this potentially machaca
1: chicken oh oh, i it is now machaca chicken um that's that's awesome uh so (laughs) i got the chicken and then i instead of i think they have an asada option um i am not sure but i went with the ground beef option Uh, tj this morning when we were trying to figure out where to go um said he wanted some comfort food i i think that's kind of some of this, you know, we got the cheese dip and, and ground beef, which may not be a traditional ingredient, but you know what? Sometimes it's just dang good. Um, so I think the red sauce for me was the right choice. It did have some spice to it, and uh, like TJ was saying with the salsa, a depth of flavor on this uh, on this red sauce. Um, it was it was surrounding the whole thing. Now, granted, it was in my to-go container, um, but the the time between uh, the food, you know. Coming out and eating it was like zero seconds almost. So, uh, dang fresh. A uh, little bit of shredded lettuce and some tomato on top. I got it without sour cream because uh, faithful listeners of the podcast will know how I feel about that. I liked the chicken. It was not dry. It didn't taste like it was, you know, just boiled chicken. It was. It was good. Um, the beef was good. I liked everything here. I didn't get into super deep analysis, other than the fact that there was a nice amount of sauce on this stuff, and I enjoyed them both. I went with the flour tortilla option on these guys, and I really enjoyed them. Um, I would order again. They were they were very tasty. They are a little bit smaller. They're not not super small. Um, I will say uh, uh, medium light. Uh, sized enchiladas. Uh, if I was looking for a real big plate, I, I might need like four of these guys. But uh, they yeah, yeah. were tasty. I, I would echo that. I think I think a half enchilada
0: would be about a, a right description. Correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, from a you know what one might get at a Tex-Mex style place, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's about like that. But uh, as far as the flavor, though, my goodness, uh, they were tasty. Came with beans and rice, uh, black beans, um, with a, uh, or it might've been a pinto on there actually. Sorry. Um, beans and rice came with it. I liked the rice. It was a, a drier Spanish rice and just a light flavor, but I really enjoyed eating it. And, um, when I had some leftover rice, I had it with some cheese. Uh, the beans were fine. They were more of a, you know, a whole bean style with a little cotija cheese or something sprinkled on top there. Um, I didn't get into those as much. I think maybe I was pacing myself a little bit because we got a uh, a second entree to split. But uh, I liked them. How'd you feel about them, TJ? Well, I suppose going in with the uh, the
0: secondary first and the primary second, we will start off with the beans. Now we're gonna get contentious because I thought the beans were a little bit bland. Um. I, I like me a whole pinto kind of on the whole for refrieds or for, for beans to go with my Mexican food. I do like the the mashed up kind of refried type. Cotija on top is a wonderful thing and should always be there. So I was happy to see that. That said, I found myself mixing them with the queso, which, I mean, beans and cheese, how can you possibly go wrong? And we definitely had with those eight-ish ounce containers enough to go around. I was fairly pleased on that. So am I too mad about the beans? Nah, it's a style. I could use maybe a touch more seasoning in those, but they were decent. And again, Sprinkler Cotija gets my vote on beans every time. As for the rice, again, not quite as flavorful as I might have liked. But it was still, I could still, you know, tell it was Spanish rice type rice. It wasn't super strong. Uh, what I was pleased about, I don't care for the whole like peas and corn and carrots Uh, approach in my rice and those were absent. I was pleased about that. Seemed like kind of a little bit of a longer grain, uh, was al dente. I liked that. I really liked the fact that it was not mushy. Yeah. The texture was excellent and Uh there was enough flavor there to make me happy. Is it my exact favorite style of Spanish rice? No, but was it really good? Yeah, I liked it, and it went with everything very easily. It did. I I had it with my cheese. I had it on top of things, or a bite of it with my enchiladas. Now, as to the enchiladas, yes. The uh, as you say, I didn't go as in depth as I would normally like to on the analysis here, partially because we had them in a container and we had to. We are learning how to uh, eat, eat in, in a our, minivan. Yeah, eat on our mobile <laughs> uh, mobile fatness rig. Yeah. And as such, there was a lot of juggling and placement and posturing and flexing. And once all of that was done, first of all, the food had cooled a little bit because we were moving things around and we had open doors on a day when it's 50 degrees. So they were a little bit cooler than they could have been. Also, they came on paper in the takeout container which had we known what we were doing at the time and separated them out and put them on nice permanent plates. Next time. Proper washable earthenware plates, which we'll do. Yes. But that would have been fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This was my mistake. I just want to make that clear before going in. However, because they were on paper and I left them on the paper, I wound up separating some paper. So getting that full comfort food bite didn't always happen, and it made analysis and really savoring things a little bit more difficult. That said, first of all, ground beef enchiladas, when they are good ground beef, is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Aww. I know it's simple, but it's tasty, and the texture is nice. It's it's one of my favorite comfort foods, and the the quantity of beef, the way that it was seasoned, was very good. The texture of everything was right, and the sauce, as Dave points out, it was it was deep enough, it yeah. was complex enough, deep it was red. rich enough. It did all the things that my enchilada sauce needs to do. Like backflips, exactly. Oh. It 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 kind of did it well. Okay, that the red sauce didn't do backflips. The uh, the green sauce in the container might have. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that in a minute. The red sauce in the enchiladas. I have been looking for this type of comfort food. Definitely Mexican bordering on Tex-Mex kind of flavor for basically since El Aguila closed. I swear I used to be able to find it in more places, but it's been harder and harder. This is a good, solid, hearty meal with richness and spice and general-purpose goodness in it. Mm-hmm. And I was very pleased to find it. I uh, I will definitely be ordering more enchiladas roja here. Now, I also had the green enchilada, or the green sauce On my ground beef enchilada. This, again, was, as with the cheese, as with the guacamole, and as with the red sauce, a good example of itself. Uh Uh, A little bit more flavorful than most greens would be. Sometimes they're a little bit thinner or a little bit more acidic. This definitely still had the, the body, but it was still also very fresh tasting. I was very pleased with this as a green sauce. I could order either or of these and be happy despite the fact that i'm normally in one mood or the other there's enough sort of crossover in terms of level of freshness and level of depth that while i might be in the mood for one or the other they both kind of tick those boxes so i'm not if i were to go with one solid sauce i think four of these suckers with either singular (laughs) sauce would be a wonderful plate i really enjoyed both so the red sauce. The uh, red sauce. Let us discuss this one. And I would almost not say red. It was almost it, it was bordering on orange. It was if it was red, it yeah. was light. Yeah. It was the consistency and Brick I hope red. I hope this isn't off-putting. The consistency and color made it look like someone had taken a dark red sauce and added applesauce. There was something kind of milled up in there, whether it be tomatillo or I have
1: no idea what. Now, I'll help you out a little bit on this because I'm pretty sure that um, Epoca, which is, I believe, is El Chicano Bistro's uh, sister restaurant. Um, They are downtown in the Capital District. They serve you two squeeze bottles of sauce at your table with your meal. One is a red sauce and one is a green sauce. So much like Hunger Block brings you the guasacaca. um, Guasacaca thank you. Um, they bring you these sauces. So I think they're similar. So out of a squeeze bottle form, they kind of work well there. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit thicker, um, but not crazy thick. It's, it's a, a blended salsa like creation. All right. Um,
0: yeah, I, I would say that is fair in terms of flavor. I got real confused Because you say red sauce, and I expect either real tomatoey or very obviously composed primarily of dried chilies. Yeah, this is different. I wasn't sure what the heck was going on here, and I'm still not, if I'm honest. I like it. Uh, Was it good? Yes. Was it great? Not in my personal opinion, no. Uh, There was a flavor that took me a while that was... (sighs) I have to say it. I hate it. I hate it, and I have to say it, it was Worthy. Oh my, Woody and Earthy? Woody and Earthy. Aha. The worst compound word we've ever come up with. It was definitely both of those things, Woody and Earthy, and I suspect now Black Pepper. Good, freshly ground, I would guess, Black Pepper. I I don't know where else the primary flavor components I was noticing is a secondary flavor in this salsa, somewhere in the middle of the two other things, which I can't even totally name, uh-huh. uh, would have come from. And it was an interesting combination. I liked it, but I don't
1: know what I want it on. Gotcha. Now, I, I'll help you out a little bit here, too. This They asked if we wanted these salsas on the side. Now, having eaten at Apolka uh, numerous times because I like their uh, street tacos on Taco Tuesday because they come out at a special price... You use this sauce on those street tacos, that's where this sauce belongs. You didn't have the right vehicle for this sauce. That that could tie together a
0: thing, especially those those separate, the salad where everything is distinct type of food, where you notice the flavors separately and they don't quite meld. And it is one style of enjoying a thing, but I like it when it is fully tied together. I think this could tie together certain street tacos I have had. I can see the purpose for this. There you go. Now... The green sauce. All of this said, the green sauce. What about the green sauce? I've had a lot of green sauces out of little tiny containers. Yes. And they're almost always, you know, some sort of tomatillo that's, and it's, it's decent. I'm glad they're there most of the time. Uh, they're often highly spicy, so I was expecting either that or almost a little watery. And this one looked like it was going to be one of those, yes, fresher, but also a little bit watery, a little, a little bit less flavorful. And then it said, Blah! Right Bust one for me. <laughs> uh, it was It was a whole lot of very unexpected flavor. <laughs> All the freshness and complexity and interest and acidity. It was a very good, again, guessing tomatillo green on this one. And it was just a very nice salsa. I could... Boy, I liked their their salsa salsa, their red with pico and whatever in it, salsa. But I would be very happy with a bowl of this and any chip you care to give me. Whoa. So I if if there's a way to get an order of this, and I will have to ask next time, I think this is a a thing to do. So definitely
1: ooh. We're not doing wrap-up yet. I was about to wrap a thing up, but we had another thing. We did, because, you know, we do. Um, I kind of was in the mood for a tamale today. Uh, I I did an actual full order of tamales, so two pork tamales with red sauce. Um, They actually give you—I'm assuming it's similar to their enchilada sauce. I got a separate little ramekin to go that I could— uh, pour over my tamale, but I just went ahead and unwrapped that corn husk and put that uh, tamale on my to-go plate. Actually, <laughs> I always like it when you get a little extra masa that's stuck to the corn husk, so you kind of get like bonus masa. I peeled that off and uh, got that taken care of. Um, good flavor here, just what I wanted. It was a a saucy, not not crazy saucy, but flavorful tamale. Um, like you said, TJ, you know, you were looking for comfort food today. This just kind of hit the spot. I thought it was tasty. There was a decent amount in there. Wasn't huge. Um, certainly was not small right in the middle and, and tasty. If I'm in the mood for a tamale, um, this, this would do it. I, I enjoyed this sucker. Definitely would order again. My, uh, favorite type of tamale, my, you know, ideal
0: would be maybe a teeny tiny bit more spicy, but this is definitely a good good tamale. I like the grind of the masa on this one. Not too coarse, not too fine. Just fine enough to have that kind of comfort food mouthfeel to it, but not quite. Some of them come out a little bit like wet pasta almost, and that's not unpleasant, but it's not what I'm looking for. I do want that kind of rustic mouthfeel and this nail somewhere in the middle. Again, could have used a touch more spice, but I'm not saying it was bland. I just like a little bit more of a kick in mine. It was still very good. Again, if you just say,
1: I'm giving you a tamale and I
0: get this, I will be happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, so let's see. So you had a plate of enchiladas. I had a plate of enchiladas. We split the appetizer trio, and we each had a tamale. That would be the extent of our foods. Now... I guess we should wrap this thing up a little bit. So uh, we're, we're going to do it up like this. So if you listen to the previous Fatterday Morsel episodes, um, we talk about the hook and the hint. And so we will kind of get that for you now. Of course, uh, being in the Fatterday van of podcasting and mobile meal procurement, um, we're we in a little bit of a different situation. Um, yes, TJ, he's looking at me over the microphone. As much as I like
0: verboseness, can we call it anything other than the Fatmobile?
1: <laughs> it is definitely the Fatmobile. Um, Fatman, to the... <laughs> there's, there's nothing else for it. Okay, it has now been christened, it will not be referred to as the minivan, it will not be referred to as the mobile podcasting booth, it is the Fatmobile. So the uh, the Fatmobile parked outside here, uh, but... Uh, Let's, uh, let's give you the hook and the hint first. Um, I'm going to tell you that the hook on this place is that you can get traditional Mexican street food. You can get the street tacos, which we did not have today, um, but you can get the barbacoa. You can get all those choices here. So you can get those choices, but... If you wanna slide towards the Tex-Mex direction a little bit, you can do that too. They actually have uh, the tacos Tejanos, they have, which are, you know, a flour tortilla, you can get a smothered burrito with cheese sauce, and you can get your queso dip as well as your guac and stuff. So that's gonna be kind of the hook for me. Also. This is way out in Papillion, basically on 84th and uh, 370. So you don't have much else around here that is of similar food. You've got something in a unique location. I also appreciate the fact that they're doing the curbside pickup, uh, which is really handy. So that's going to be my hook for the restaurant. My hint for this restaurant... I'm gonna say for me is explore the different sauces. Have them give you the red sauce and the green sauce and try some of that queso and try some enchilada sauce. There's all sorts of neat stuff to order there. And my other bonus hint is keep an eye out in the current situation with their daily specials. They had the duo on special today, the uh, queso guac and chips I believe was $6.99 and they're doing a different special every day. So there's my hook and hint. TJ, do you have anything else you would like to add to that? You know, Dave, I totally thought I was going to, but you said all the things that were in my
0: head and then added to them a little
1: bit. Okay. I like it. All right, sounds good. So we're not going to do a full uh, Fatter Day Omaha, um, you know, usually talk about taste, tummies, etc., um, and the Frampton scale. Let's, let's hit this at a high level since we're in a little bit of a different situation here. Um, just overall, for me, I like the taste. I like everything that I ate, and I would come back and uh, order stuff again. So that's how I feel about that taste. How about you, TJ? I'm going to say the
0: same thing. I mean, I had two things that... I could stand to, to turn that flavor knob up just a little bit, but everything else absolutely hit the mark. I really liked what we had. I am excited to, uh, to reiterate on the, or rather iterate further on the Fatmobile yeah. and really have it where it feels like an Eden experience or to actually have it as an Eden experience because I think this stuff dead fresh is going to be
1: really darn tasty. I'm, I'm all about this taste. Gotcha. And, uh, we were kind of talking about the, you know, the size of the enchiladas that, uh, for, for us, uh, eh, eh, big eaters on Saturday, we might need like four of them instead of two. I think the two enchiladas with the chips and the tamale was a good move. And if they're burritos, or they call them a burro, um, that are smothered in cheese if they're anything like the size of a uh those are pretty big so if you're super hungry you might lean towards the burrito size or just make sure you get a couple different things so we've got that going Um, and uh let's let's talk about a little Frampton and Potentia um I will say that uh there's some you know decent possibilities here um you know we haven't tried but half the menu this is just kind of the the morsel analysis so you know I guess what I would say is I would definitely come back here. I, I think that's where I'm at. As I would come back and eat, I have no problems with anything I ate here today. I am glad they are here and uh, would not mind coming back. Oh, see now, Nostradamus is going to look into his crystal ball
0: here, Ooh. and uh, or possibly bubbling cauldron. I don't. I don't know why I associate bloop, bloop. that Nostradamus image. But regardless, I am going to predict the theoretical Eden future here and say based on the flavors that I have had, based on what little experience one can uh, have with service via car hop, because that's a fairly short interaction. Uh, based on decor, all all of these factors that look like they would be a certain way in a different experience, and based on the experience we did have, the the service and especially all the flavors and quality of the food, I'm going to give this to Framptons in Potentia. I strongly suspect at least a two Frampton deal here if we were to eat in and
1: order correctly. So this is our first brush with El Chicano Mexican Bistro. So there's a lot of learning to be had here. We've kind of just a little bit more than scratched the surface because we had an appetizer and two different entrees, but uh, lots of good stuff that could uh, be had here. Curbside pickup is fun. So if you're looking at a place to eat in these trying times and also when these trying times turn back to eating in a restaurant, Give this place a shot and uh, support them. Support your other local restaurants that we have around town. Um, they're innovating and trying to do things to uh, help you eat tasty food and keep their businesses going. So there's a there's a good option here out at uh, 84th and 370. Anything else you would like to uh, mention there, TJ? I think we have covered all the things, Dave, So uh, for Fatter Day, Omaha. Yeah, in the back of the Fatmobile uh, with Podcasting Rig, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And uh, thanks for eating with us, and we will see you next time. Eat this! Saturday Omaha. Eat this.